Hello and welcome to the Atomic Kingdom Podcast. My name is Dave. Joining me tonight are none of the regular Atomic Kingdom folks. They're all busy having lives and jobs and traveling across this great country of ours. Uh, instead, in their place, are two much better people. Uh, more, oh. more more qualified for this conversation we're about to have tonight, I should say. Hey, all right. Uh, yeah, so uh, he spoke first. So Johnny from Just Two Pals. Hi. And uh, Matthew from The Two Broke Geeks. Hey. Hopefully, hopefully we can get through this call without any of us having technical difficulties. It's been a weird week of technology. Yeah. Well, now that you said it, it definitely will happen. I knocked on wood, so we're okay. And that was me oh, knocking okay. on I did, forgot about that I knocked, magical safety net. That's right. <laughs> knocking on wood. My fingers are crossed. Uh, all, all kinds of good stuff. Uh, but we are here for another episode of the Atomic Kingdom University. That's correct. Class is in session, which means one of two things. One, uh, something that needs to be taught to people that they don't know and they should. And two, a movie's coming out soon, probably in the same week that this is being released. That's typically when we do these things. Oh, if you, if you that, that, yeah. yeah. If you haven't figured out that pattern, here it is. Uh, we're here to hopefully educate, uh, not in a condescending way, but in a in a way that gets you to know these characters a little bit better than you might just by seeing the film. Uh, we're going to teach you about Suicide Squad. So this is Suicide Squad 101 or Task Force X. 101, if you want. We can go that route, too. I I don't know if that name is going to be brought up in the movie or not, but I, I, feel, I have a feeling Waller might say it once or twice. I kind of hope it is. I always like the, I'm sure. the Task Force X. So, yes, Task Force X is what it was known as, but uh, more commonly referred to as the Suicide Squad. Uh, so we'll go through the origins of it. Uh, this is more of a, a multi-character movie, so we'll try to break down each character as best we can. Uh, we'll go through uh, original members of the team, that kind of good stuff, and uh, get you ready for the movie, hopefully. Uh, if you're not already excited for it or already hating it one way or the other, we'll we'll talk about a movie that some people are going to like or some people are going to hate. You might be in between. Maybe it's just a decent movie. I don't know. If you're to believe anybody that says they've seen it already, they say it's pretty good. But I don't know if you can believe those people if they've actually already seen it. Who are those executives and stuff? I don't know. There was some like screenings in early June that people said they saw it and they said it was good. But mm. uh, I, I try not to read those spoilers because I'd like to be surprised when I go to the movie theater. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the trailers give us so much. But all right. So Suicide Squad Task Force X was created by originally Robert Knier and Ross Andrew. Um. Modern day version was created by John Ostrander, Len Wein, and John Byrne. A little more famous names there. Mm-hmm. What do you think is considered the modern version? Is that like Silver um, Age? Modern uh, eighty seven. So eighty seven. Okay. Yeah, the original was back in fifty nine. It actually appeared in the Brave and the Bold number twenty five. It's crazy <laughs> how far. It went. I'm sure back then it was just uh, Task Force X, but that um, back then. The team included, like, Rick Flagg Jr., which this one will as well. Uh, I can't see the list of those members back then, so who cares? We'll move on. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, so Suicide Squad, basically, it's uh, the government needs a group of of metahumans to take on some of their dirtier work because they don't want to enlist the Justice League because they don't trust them 
or this this branch of the government, and they want it to be deniable acts, essentially. It's the wet works, of it, you know, uh, the black ops type stuff. Uh, so they use prison inmates, you know, not just your normal ones, your metahumans that are in Bell Reve or Bell Rev. What do you guys call it? Bell Rev. Is it oh. Bell Rev? I thought it was Bell Reve. I've heard it both ways. Like hmm. Raish and Raj. <laughs> I got when the movie comes out. Yeah. Yeah, true. Uh, so Bell Reeve Rev, uh, penitentiary, under, uh, they're under the directorship of Amanda Waller, who is a quasi-villain. I don't know what you want to call her. She's, she's a great area. She thinks she's doing good, but she does them in wrong ways. She's got, like, good intentions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She, she just does the wrong, like, makes the wrong choices, but for the right reasons kind of thing. Uh, you're... So for the... Basically. Right, right. Uh, you're gonna like her, I think. Like, to hate her uh, in the movie, I think, is my opinion. Because I, I, I hate her in the comics, but not as, like, I want her to die and I don't want her around. She's just... I, I don't like the character. You're not supposed she's, to. She's kind of like a force within the DC universe. Like, yeah. you don't... You don't really F with that. Yeah, if you've watched any of the Batman cartoons or the Justice League cartoons, you've seen her by now. Uh, or the movies. She's been in a couple of the, the DC animated movies. Usually a large, heavy-set black woman. Yeah. Voiced mm-hmm. by the lady from The Shield. I can't remember her name. Who knows, but she does a great job. Yeah. yeah. It's well, a, CCH I, I really Pounder like her. Used to, yeah, that's I it. Say CCH Pounder used to voice her. Yes, that's her. CCH Pounder. I knew it was a, an absar- a, a bizarre name for, for that role. Uh, okay, so Suicide Squad, yeah. All right, so that's the the brief description of, and and the way they keep these these villains in line or these criminals in line is they implant a little device in their neck that if they don't do as they're told, they push a little button and boom goes your head. And so, but they're rewarded, and they get uh, commuted prison sentences or the the sentences are lowered, so to speak, if they behave and do as they're told. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So it's it's a cool idea. I've always enjoyed the idea of the Suicide Squad. Just get a bunch of bad guys together to do what, your dirty work and promise them things that you're probably not going to, you know, go good on because you don't have to. Why would you? What are they yeah, going to yeah. do? Right, right. It's it's kind of like the it's it's a real volatile sale phase or fail safe. Um because, like, you definitely do have that advantage of being able to cover it all up by saying, oh, it was just bad guys. But then you run the risk of the bad guys doing whatever the hell they want. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they always they... seem to find a way around that neck bomb. Yeah, I was going to say, that's why they strap them with bombs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, if you need if you need some source material and you don't want to go searching through the books, you can watch. Uh, is it Attack on Arkham? Is that the name of it? Assault, uh, Assault, Assault on Arkham. Arkham. Yeah. Yep. That's another DC animated film, but it's not too bad. I'm not too hip on the newest animation style they've gone with, uh, like with the New 52 books that they've adapted. I'm not real mm-hmm. keen on that animation style, but the story's still cool. And you get to kind of see Harley hook up with Deadshot. Spoiler alert. That, that happens. <laughs> I, yeah, I thought that one was pretty cool. That Of, of their New 52 movies, that's probably my favorite. Pretty, um, pretty brutal too, and I have a feeling some of that stuff you're going to see in this movie, and I'll, we'll hit on it later. Yeah, there's some things in there um, that I think we're gonna they're gonna touch on in the movie. Not maybe just necessarily directly from that movie, but that's been in the books too. So, 
Uh, notable members from the comic book, uh, obviously Amanda Waller and Rick Flagg serves as like her watchdog, uh, on-site watchdog with the team. Uh, Bronze Tiger, Captain Boomerang, Count Vertigo, Deadshot, Dr. Light, Enchantress, uh, Poison Ivy, uh, what am I forgetting? King Shark, um, come on, brain, uh, Copperhead, Killer Frost, or I'm forgetting. Well, and then recently, obviously, there's uh, Harley Quinn, mm-hmm. Black Manta, and Joker's daughter. <laughs> if you've read New 52, you know who that is. That is Lame a... character. I, I didn't mind her. I liked her in the <laughs> Red Hood storyline. But that was uh, that kind of ended her run, I think. I, I have to still finish. Yeah. Um, I don't remember her well, but I definitely remember not caring for her story. Yeah, I figured you don't like the New 52 anyway, so... Nope. Why would you? <laughs> well, there's some, some good things about New 52. All right, all right. But, you know, I'm not hating on all of it, but that story didn't interest me. <laughs> uh, oh, of course, El Diablo is also been a member. Uh, Cheetah, Parasite, Reverse Flash recently was a member. That I missed. Yeah, yeah that, that was, well, a, was the weird one. The new Suicide Squad. That was Black Manta, mm-hmm. Boomerang, Cheetah, Deathstroke, Deadshot, Joker's Daughter, Parasite, Harley Quinn, and Reverse Flash. At one point, Reverse Flash doesn't have use of his legs. Like, he gets disabled. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It, uh, Deathstroke, Deathstroke's in it, but he quickly turns on everybody, like in the first issue. Is why, why would he be on Because he's Deathstroke. Yeah, I mean... Uh, adaptations in television, obviously the animated universe had a Task Force X episode, and, uh, that, that team consisted of Rick Flagg, Boomerang, Deadshot, Plastique, and Clock King. Um, (laughs) there was an adaptation in Smallville. Uh. Was there? There sure was, buddy. And I'm stealing your word, buddy. Uh, Oh, (laughs) I don't like that. I don't care for that. (laughs) Uh, Checkmate was... I'm not your buddy, guy. Yeah. What you got, friend? (laughs) Uh, Amanda Waller had a thing called Checkmate in Smallville, which is essentially... That's weird, because Checkmate in the comics is a completely separate organization. (laughs) Yeah, right, right. I mean, there's there's agents of Checkmate, but Waller also has a Suicide Squad itself, uh, which are Flag, Deadshot, Plastique, and Warp. Um, but halfway through the final season, I think the 10th season was the last season, the Suicide Squad's working for Chloe, who's a good guy. She was kind of like their oracle. Uh, I remember Chloe. Yeah. We all remember Chloe. I'm so glad I never watched Smallville. It had a few good seasons until they got all crazy and brought Lois in. Hmm. Uh, although I did like Lois. Oh, yes. Um, Arrow had its own Suicide Squad. Until the WB decided they were going to adapt that into a movie, so they had to kill off the characters, essentially. Uh, yep. Waller is dead on Arrow. Sorry, guys. Spoilers. Um, Waller died this season on Arrow. Deadshot, uh, Shrapnel, Bronze Tiger, uh, Lila, who is Diggle's wife, was a temporary like member. Uh, there was a Harley Quinn cameo, kind of. She's just in her cell. Um, yep, I remember that. Everybody freaked out about that because it was pretty awesome back in the early days of Arrow. Uh, Cupid, uh, that role was supposed to carry over into season three. 
but because the WB said, nope, you can't do it, they put Cupid in her place. And I've always liked Cupid as a character, but Cupid in Suicide Squad didn't make much sense. Uh, Good point. Cupid as an arrow character, I should say. The comic book character is kind of crazy. Mm. Um, and then we talked about Batman Assault on Arkham, which is a good good animated movie. Again, that cat, that crew uh, was Deadshot, Harley, King Shark, Killer Frost, Captain Boomerang, Black Spider, and KG Beast. You said King Shark, right? I'm, yeah. Okay, I thought I thought so, but I blanked. I guess I was like, wait, King Shark was in there too. Yeah, uh, KGB gets killed early just to show everybody what she can, what Amanda Waller can do. Who do you think that character is going to be in the Suicide Squad movie? Who's going to be Slipknot. the one? Slipknot. It's got to be yeah. Slipknot. Yeah, like that's 100%. what I think too. Regardless, like he's, not, he's not in any of the marketing except for like one little teeny bit. Like he's cannon fodder. Yeah, I mean. I was kind of having my doubts. Like, he was all over Conan and stuff during San Diego Comic-Con. He was at San Diego Comic-Con panel. And I'm like, yeah, but that's just them trying to trying to swerve it a little bit. Yeah, he's not, like, you don't see him very much in the in the key scenes of the trailer. Um, right. Or of the trailers. So. Uh, they're in the games as well. Some of the characters show up in Arkham games. Uh, Lego Batman, that kind of stuff, obviously. So they're all in there. Uh, okay, so we can go, let's just talk about the characters that are going to be in the movie, because that makes the most sense, since we don't really need to focus on ones that people aren't going to see and won't need to know. Right. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, first big one, might as well start with uh, Deadshot, a.k.a. Floyd Lawton, being played by uh, the Fresh Prince of Bel Rev. See what I did there? Yeah. I thought it was pretty clever. I, I get it. <laughs> I went up to the house. Okay, keep going. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Deadshot uh, Floyd Lawton, he's kind of more of an anti-hero lately, uh, as less of a supervillain. Uh, I still see him as a bad guy. but I, I could... think a lot of DC's villains have been that way lately. It's been this weird thing. They turn like the Red Lanterns into anti-heroes. They turn Sinestro into an anti-hero. Like... Well, they're all back to villains now. Yeah. It, which, it, it was, which I think it, is a shame. Because the Red Lanterns I really liked as kind of their anti-hero ways. I, the, I've always felt like they were more anti-heroes, but... Man, I was... always from the moment they were introduced, I never really felt they were anti-heroes. And well, I I guess I consider them anti-heroes because they're they're not necessarily just going around murdering to murder. They murder people because they've done something wrong. So they're like yeah. they're like a, a league full of punishers. Almost. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Anywho, they can't be all that bad because Guy Gardner and Supergirl were Red Lanterns at one mm-hmm. point. They sure were. <laughs> I don't know how they did that, how they got rid of not being Red Lanterns without dying, because if you take the ring off, you die. Yeah. You can do it. Although, I think the Blue Lanterns are able to. Oh, uh, those, those Blue Lanterns. Yeah, yep. and um, and what's his name, too? Mogo, the planet Mogo, can, like, temporarily remove the ring and keep you alive until a Blue Lantern heals you or something like that. Mogo doesn't play with others. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Deadshot was created by Bob Kane, David Vern Reed, and Lou Schwartz. So Bob Kane's involved. You can realize that this character is mainly a Batman villain, but not solely just a Batman bad guy. Uh, first appearance was in Batman number 59 back in 1950. So he's been around a, a long, long time. time. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. First time, first time he was he appeared, he was in a tuxedo, wearing a, a hat. Like he looks like like Houdini would look, I guess, wearing a, like a. <gasps> oh yeah, I forgot that. <laughs> <laughs> wearing like a burglar's um, eye oh, mask, like Robin's mask, he essentially. Wore, like, Friggin' Hamburglar mask and a top hat and tails. Yeah, and then he had, uh, like, a holster belt <laughs> on his tuxedo yeah. pants. Yeah. Uh, his claim to fame is he's, he never misses. He's a hired assassin. Deadshot, you get the name. He uses a lot of weapons, mostly guns, and a pair of wrist-mounted guns, to be specific. Those are his claim to fame. That's right, that's right. He's got a, a metal face mask. With a targeting device on the right eye. So that's something yep. we could look for, at least in a couple scenes, because it's Will Smith. You're not going to see a mask on the entire movie. Well, it's on the left eye in the movie, I think. Isn't oh. it? The targeting device? I'd have to look at a picture. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's on the left, and I don't know why the change. Uh, it really bums me out when major celebrities like decide they don't want to have their face covered to play a role. Like, well, I mean... Especially if the role... Reco- would require that like look at x-men apocalypse when what's her name decided she didn't want to be in blue for most of the movie oh i i I guess there's reasons we don't know if it's will smith's call yeah no i'm sure it's not i mean i'm just it it has happened and it definitely does happen and i'm pretty sure x-men apocalypse was what's her name's call You you just don't like her no, I don't. Like, <laughs> I don't understand your hate for Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> She's a, a terrific young lady. Sure. <laughs> All right. Her and Taylor Swift. Uh, we got beef with Taylor Swift now. It's T Swift, buddy. I'm doing it again. <laughs> I'm a I'm a big fan of hating people who I don't even know. So that's <laughs> me too. That's yeah. I've based my entire life on it. Like I can't change now. You guys, I, I'm you guys are nine years deep. You guys don't happen to be on Twitter, do you? Me? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm sorry, Matt. I said that sarcastically. I don't understand hate for either person. Um, it doesn't make sense. <sighs> oh, no. They're not destroying America like the Kardashians. This is true. Good point. All right, back to Dead, Deadshot's uh, origins. Uh, he, they've kind of changed his origins over the past. Like, uh, he... Boy, it's hard to... Pick one that is his main one. Well, let's just go with the one that is, like, the real one right now is that Floyd Lawton kills people for money because he has a daughter that he has to take care of. Yeah, essentially, yeah. And, like, killing people is the only thing he's good at that he can make money at. Yeah, that's his skill set. Doesn't his daughter get killed at one point? Uh, If she did, she was resurrected at some point because... She's, she's like the driving force of that character. Right. So, all right. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, because his whole thing is, like, he is a bad guy. He does kill people, but he does it because of his daughter and... Oh, no, what they did, might... the, the New 52, they erased his son. It's just the daughter then. Okay, yeah. That's That's what it was. Okay. All right, so yeah, so his, his his heartfelt side of things is his daughter, and that's his driving force to to do these jobs to make money for her and all that, you know, wholesome family man stuff. Absolutely. All right, so that's going to be Will Smith's character. Uh, what we can expect, I, I think, mm. again, none of us have seen the movie yet, so 
we're basing this on theory and and trailers and such and interviews and things like that. Uh, Will Smith will be in the mask. It won't be the whole movie. It'll probably be what it looks like a flashback because it's in the daytime. And pretty much everything we see with the squad together is at night in action. True. Or in a building or something. It looks like he's, yeah. And Will Smith has said his character does have interactions with the Batman at some point. Mm. And I'm a guess. I think that, I think a lot of the, I think a few of the characters will. My guess is anything with the Batman is going to take place before they get arrested. Mm-hmm. And put That's in. probably the reason why they end up in Bell Rev. Yes. Batman probably locked a lot of them up. I mean, certainly Harley and, and Killer Croc. Killer Croc, yep. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get there. Um, and we'll talk about one of the most recent rumors out of the San Diego Comic-Con trailer for both uh, the Justice League and... Suicide Squad that is tying the two together and getting the internet in a fury. Oh, that's not hard to do, though. No, as we just, you know, we just bring up Taylor Swift and... Ah, Tadolf Swittler. (laughs) I had never heard that before. That was quite spectacular how you did that. (laughs) Tadolf Swittler. Oh, boy. Let's move on. Uh, The Joker is in this movie. Yeah, but he's not in the Suicide Squad. He's not part of the squad. And you all know who the Joker is. So we can skip that character. You guys guys know what to expect from the Joker. Uh, There's a new interpretation of him. Um, I think the portrayal might be great. uh, But again, we have to wait and see. Really miss his mustache. Telling you. (laughs) Uh, So we'll move on to... The left hand, right hand, I don't know what you'd call her, uh, but uh, the associate of the Joker, Harley and Quinzel, a.k.a. Harley Quinn. Again, a character I think a lot of people know about, but Mm -hmm. we'll we'll talk about it just briefly because it is uh, a fan favorite character, and and of course she should Yeah, I definitely want to dive into her for a second once we talk about her for... Yeah. Heyo! Oh, we'd all like. Oh, <laughs> whoa! Wait, no, whoa! Whoa! whoa. Hey, I didn't I go that far, said, buddy. I heard you. Yeah, I know you did. Um, Margot Robbie will be playing Harley Quinn, uh, the first ever uh, motion picture live action adaptation of Harley Quinn. Uh, she has been on TV uh, on the. Bird That's Bird. where she was introduced. Well, as live action, I'm saying. Oh uh, yeah, Birds of Prey. I don't think she ever dressed up like it, but she was in Birds of Prey as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, played by Maya Sarah, Mia Sarah. Well, anyway, uh, she was introduced in the Batman animated series by Paul Denny and Bruce Tim uh, back in 1992. Oh, those two hacks! Yeah, those guys that don't know anything apparently. No. <laughs> those two that revolutionized DC. Yeah. <laughs> those hacks saved yeah. saved Batman from uh, his his strange uh, two movies that came out at the same time. True. Um, from being just terrible and making some, some beautiful pieces of art called cartoons. She's a great character in her introduction, too. Like, they definitely didn't hold back on the fact that Joker totally mistreats her. Um, and she just doesn't get it, you know? And then she'll go through those periods of, oh, he really, he, I really hate him and I really don't like him. And then all he has to do is say, oh, I'm sorry about that. And then she comes running back. She's yeah. like, um, she, she's now, like that wife that, that keeps going back to the abusive husband. And yeah, I feel and like that's kind of a, you know, that's a gamble on animated television. To do for that. kids. A show, that, that, that show was for Especially, kids. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and now here's the other thing is like, like you just described it perfectly. She's an abused woman and 
I've noticed as Harley has become more and more popular that people like romanticize her and romanticize her relationship with the Joker. And it's very creepy. Like, I don't think people understand anymore that that, I, I think she's a battered woman. Like yeah. Joker beats the crap out of her and I, puts her down. And, I do enjoy the still a better than Twilight relationship memes. Those are fun. Yeah, but um, I'm, yeah, I know. I'm just, I'm talking like I know I what saw, you mean. Relationship yeah, goals. Yeah, like relationship goals, and it's a picture. It's one of those pictures of uh, Harley and the Joker in that Lamborghini, and I'm like, wait. What? <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't know the extent of how the movie is going to portray that relationship, but I can only imagine it's going to be very similar as to how dark, you know, BVS was already that their relationship is going to run a similarly dark path. Well, I think it's in the I, I mean, we've already seen in the trailer he's going to electroshock he's going to give her electroshock well, that's like her, he's, that's her that's origin. A, yeah, that's a flashback. That's, yeah, but still the, the the fact that their relationship begins with I'm not going to kill you, I'm going to hurt you really, really bad is, uh, you know, so. Eh, whatever. Well, in the in the cartoon, her inspiration, or her origin, I should say, is she is a therapist uh, at, at Arkham Asylum and she is working with the Joker and she becomes, over time, infatuated with him. And starts mm-hmm. to become obsessed, and in her brain, she's in love with him, and that leads to her turning into Harley Quinn. She gets Clarice Starlinged. That's right. Well, to the extreme. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even yeah. more so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, actually, was, she was interning at Arkham. We're, we're all good interns go to study and train. <laughs> well, I mean, if you want to work with the sickest people, I'm... Yeah, that's where you gotta go. That's the best learning environment. Um, so yeah, she helps them escape, and thus begins their torrid relationship. Uh, she also becomes really good friends with Poison Ivy, and uh, I, I don't know if you know, I don't if they've ever become more than friends. But Harley, yeah, I was gonna say they may or may not have a relationship. <laughs> yeah, they they really flirt a lot, or at least I Harley think, does. I think a lot of it is. Um, is uh, Harley just needing to be attached to someone when Joker's not around? She'll right. attach to the other, you know, the other people around her. She's done it with Batman too. Oh yeah. Um, so, and I, I don't, I don't think it's anything like sexual or romantic. No, no. I think she just wants to be connected to someone. Yeah, this is uh, my guess. That's a good Could guess. I think it, I agree. Uh, in the new Fifty Two, she actually kind of rejects the Joker um, at some points. Um. I mean, she ended up with her own book and everything, going off on her own solo adventures. And yeah, really, she, she like lives in Coney Island. And like I said, her popularity really just like exploded, and she became somehow like this feminist type icon almost, where she was portrayed as like I was in this, I was in Walmart yesterday, and they have those new DC girls toys, and the lineup is literally Batgirl, Wonder Woman. Uh, or Batgirl, Wonder Girl, Harley Quinn, and one other girl. And I'm like, these are the toys they're selling to little girls? Harley Quinn is in the lineup with Batgirl and Wonder Girl? Hmm. Oh, it was funny to me. She's that popular now that she's a little kid's toy. Well, Joker's a kid's toy. That's true. You gotta, you gotta, it's all about equality, my friend. And you gotta give the girls their, their bad guy. 
Yeah. Bad girl. I guess it's just because Joker once upon a time was kind of portrayed like Cesar Romero style and maybe just Harley Quinn hasn't had that yet where she's not like a bad guy. She's just like a a naughty guy where she like puts smiles on all the fishes rather than hurting people. I don't know. <laughs> I gotcha. Um, one of the, the main voices for her in animated is Tara Strong. Uh, oh. She's done, done that character quite a few times. Tara Strong's the best. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Calm down. Let's start with Arlene Sorkin. Ha, yep, that's there. actually been uh, the inspiration for the character, was Sorkin. Uh, some of her aspects of the personality was put into the character by Paul Dini. Hmm. Oh, all right. I didn't know that. Because um, I guess they were friends in college, I think I remember hearing. on a, Probably a Fat Man on Batman interview. Um. So it's been a while, but I believe that's correct. I'm sorry if I'm wrong, <laughs> but uh, not not the murderous side, I'm sure, is not inspired by Arn Sorkin. Well, we can only hope. Right. Um, okay. Uh, what else was I going to say about this character, uh, Harley Quinn? Okay, so Margot Robbie's going to play her in the movie. Uh, she has a new costume, which people are either crying about or in love with. And also, when revealed via San Diego Comic-Con, her old costume is given to her when they have them all grouped together and telling them the plan right away. She actually picks it up at one point. But then That's sees, good. But then sees something she likes better and puts it away. Uh, apparently she likes the, the underwear and white shirt look. And I'm definitely in the camp of I, I don't super love the outfit. I, I To me, I don't care. Whatever. Uh, again, it's all about the performance. Um, I'm not, I don't get hung up. I know you guys do. I've listened to your podcast about costumes too much. Uh, as long as it's fairly close to something that would be that person and the performance is good. I'm all, I'm, I'm okay. Yeah. I don't mind Harley's look. Well, I think it's, yeah. I'm not going to hate the character. Right. No, I got you. I got you. Not at all. But I, I no. certainly don't care for it for several different reasons. You know, yeah. not just that it's not like the comics. I think it's totally okay to veer away as long as you kind of keep the spirit of it. Um, just like the Flash TV show. That is not at all the Flash's costume in the comics, but it's it's good enough. I'd say this one maybe has the spirit of the New 52 one. Yeah, she definitely looks more like a latter-day Harley Quinn than she does an earlier Harley Quinn. But, I don't know. Um, from, uh, from that newest San Diego Comic-Con trailer, too, you get to hear her talk more. and it's I, I like her. I like the voice Margot Robbie's doing. I think... It's going to work. Is it because it sounds more natural? Well, it, it sounded like Harley, and then it also, also sounded like a real person. Okay. Um, That's what I meant by natural, Not I too guess. over the top, not too crazy, yeah. but enough to be Harley, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, when, I've most... heard the, when I've heard the little clips, I, I thought it was great, um, but then they did that one clip of uh, Katana getting on the on the helicopter with them mm-hmm. and she had like extended lines and, and I don't know why, but I, I kind of found her irritating as she was talking. So I really, I really hope that it it was just that one scene and that I don't find her annoying throughout the whole movie. Cause I'm really excited to see Margot Robbie's Harley. Yeah. See, I've always found like the more like the la- uh, Arkham Knight, I think it was where I, the scenes with Harley, boy, I really got tired of, like, even though it was Tara Strong, I still got really tired of listening to her because I'm like, this is, 
it's too much. So I'd agree Sometimes with that. Sometimes I think the voice is grating. She sounds like a high pitched Bugs Bunny to me in that in that one clip. The clip hmm. I liked was her in the car with the Joker. Um, that, I like that one. That yeah. that voice sounded good there, but maybe that was because she was playing off of the Joker, you know? Yeah. So maybe the performance is amped up a little bit better because she's alongside the Joker. Who knows? Uh, you know, maybe she wasn't getting it from Katana that day. I don't know. Hey, oh, 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 I see what you did there. You turned my words <laughs> on me. <laughs> All right. So that's Harley. Uh, am I missing anything? Uh, I think in the movie, um, She's going to be tied to the Joker, obviously, a lot. We're going to get her origin story, again, tied to Batman and the Joker. And I think in the movie, she's working her way to get away from the Suicide Squad eventually to get to the Joker. Maybe. I think the Joker's free at this point, or just gotten free or something. Who knows? But he's out there somewhere trying to find her. Well, so here's my thought on that is that the Joker doesn't go after Harley unless Harley doesn't want to be with the Joker, right? Okay. He totally rejects her affections whenever whenever she wants to give it. Mm-hmm. But anytime mm-hmm. she's, like, run away or Batman locked Joker up and Harley moved on, Joker will go for her. Yeah. Otherwise, he just waits for her to come crawling back. One of my so- favorite epi- Yeah, one of my favorite episodes of her in the animated series is when like Joker finally throws her out like he's tired of her and she decides not to go back and then he can't find his socks and he goes well now where is she now I need her I can't find mm-hmm. my socks <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think that's what's going to happen in this movie is that she uh, I I think she's maybe distanced distanced herself from him and that's one of the reasons why he's looking for her is because she won't come back to him Mm-hmm. Or she won't return his letters or something. I mean, who knows? Yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll find out in uh, a short week from this moment. Of, Yay. Of this podcast being released. And whenever you listen to it, who knows? Telling what you, I'm going is. a few times that opening weekend. I'm pretty excited. <laughs> we'll talk about expectations at the end because uh, let's have some fun first. <laughs> of course. Of course. Okay. So that's Harley. Uh, Rick Flagg. We can talk a little bit about Rick Flagg. He's not extremely an interesting character. I was going to say, you can talk about Rick Flagg. I don't know much about him. <laughs> Pretty basic. He's a military dude, highly trained, uh, armed and unarmed combat. Uh, I mean, he's a government agent, essentially. But he's a good guy, and I don't think he knows exactly what he's getting into with Waller until it's too late. And we'll see where it goes from there. Um, he's kind of along the lines of Steve Trevor. Similar. Uh, only, mm-hmm. only he's not set in World War One. <laughs> he's now. Um, I mean, that's that's really about it. Uh, there's not much to talk about when it comes to Rick Flag. I think, and if you're a real big Rick Flag fan, and I've offended you by that, I'm, I I apologize. Well, he's pretty like, you know, fo- follow the rule, follow the rules, or else. Like he, right. he's got no leeway built into his character at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's that he's the government on their team, essentially. He's the representation of this is the job, do the job, and in it, nothing else matters, kind of thing. He's gonna be, I guess, the 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 moral compass. Uh, I guess he's he's the the only real uh, good character in this movie that we know. Of. Um, I was gonna say well, there's no. One, there's one more. There's one more. Yeah, we'll get we'll get to that person in a second. Uh, Rick Flagg's appeared in Justice League Unlimited. He's appeared in 
the New Frontier Justice League movie. That's actually his dad, though. Um, what else? Arkham Origins, the Blackgate minigame, or the, the, the spinoff thing. Uh, he's in that. And he was in Smallville. Okay, another character in Smallville. Mm. I was a little bummed out when I found out he wasn't in the, um, in the what's it called? Assault on Arkham. Oh, movie. Yeah, they didn't really have I, they didn't really have a, a like a like a guardian in that movie. Yeah, I feel like you need that character, you know, when they go off on their missions. You, like it's nice to have the bombs there, but you still kind of need your your man your man or man man on the field mm-hmm. out there to call the shots. Once you otherwise you're leaving it entirely up to the villains, which was you know to the detriment of Waller's plan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it looks like there's two of those characters. I mean, prominently, it's Rick Flagg in the movie, but it also looks kind of like, um, what's his name's character? Uh, Scott Eastwood's character is in it quite a bit in the action scenes uh, in the background. So he may play a role like that as well. We don't know yet. We have no idea. Mm. He could just be just some dude. Or he could be a prominent DC character that they haven't yet to reveal yet. We don't know. Uh, we do know that the other good guy in the movie is Katana. Um, which I think is what Matt was alluding to. Right. Um, uh, oh, Joel Kinnaman is going to play Rick Flagg in the movie. I'm sorry, Joel Kinnaman from The Killing and, uh, the RoboCop reboot. Uh, he was set to be portrayed by Tom Hardy, but because he was filming that stupid Revenant movie that won some awards, it had, he had to drop out. So the role yes. went to Joel Kinnaman, and I'm happier for it. Huh. Yeah, Dave, I don't get your hate of Tom Hardy, man. He's I just good. I just don't think he needs to be in everything. Oh. Well, he's not in everything, though. Oh, but he's tied to everything. Every time a new movie role comes up, it's, oh, Tom Hardy's in talks to play this role. Tom Hardy's in oh. talks to play uh, the Rainbow Bright. But that's what happens when your when your celebrity status rises. You get tons of offers. That stuff comes out like if he sent a script, he could not he could not look at it at all. He could not even know it's in his mailbox. And they'll say Tom Hardy's up for this role because they sent him a script because word went through the the grapevine that yeah that he, that, that he received a copy of the script. Right. But every time I hear it, I'm like, again? Come on, again? Like let's let somebody else try it for once. Let's see what else what somebody else can do. Mm. Uh, but anyway, all right. So Katana uh, has been seen in Arrow already. Uh, and I thought in a cool way, especially when she got the costume. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. you won't be seeing her anymore or very little because she's now in a movie. Mm-hmm. She won't be on Arrow much anymore, but the, the actress did a good job. Um, she's set to be played by Karen Fukuhara, who is, I didn't realize how gorgeous she was until I saw her on the San Diego Comic-Con panel. Good Lord. That's, mm-hmm. that's a good looking lady. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, Matt, would you like to explain her character? Oh, I mean, Katana is like a warrior, uh, type lady, and she has a sword that she calls the, uh, Soul Taker, Soul Taker, yeah, Soul Taker, and it's kind of a mystic sword, where if she kills you with it, your soul gets trapped within her blade and lends it more, uh, energy or power or whatever you want to call it. Uh, yeah, and the comic book, uh, one of those p- people in the in the Soul Taker is her husband. Oh yeah, I forgot that. Yep. Uh, so needless to say, she's a, a superb martial artist, fully trained samurai warrior. Uh, she's got a cool white mask with the 
with the little red sun thing on the on the forehead. Uh, yeah, and that sword is just so cool, and I like the way it looks in the movie. Uh, they actually show kind of mm. like the blade, and then the soul's kind of coming off of it. Yeah, they see they show it being all mystic. Pretty sweet. It's awesome. And yes, she's always been a good guy. She's never been a villain, and I don't think that's going to be maintained in this movie as well. I think she works with Flag. I was going to say, yeah, I bet she's like Flag's right hand <laughs> woman, or you know, his number two, or whatever. Yeah, not technically a metahuman, but she's got the mystic side of that sword. So yeah, well, I mean, Harley Quinn and Deadshot and all them aren't technically metahuman either. Right. There's a lot of them that aren't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's going to be a cool character to see in the movie and I hope we get to see more of her in the DCEU, uh, going forward. I don't know where you'd fit her. I guess you could put her in some like Batman movie. She's kind of a Batman character too. Um, a little bit. Yeah. Being like birds of prey and outsiders. Uh, yeah. So that's going to be fun. I, I, I look forward to seeing that character in a bigger role than maybe she was in arrow. So, all right. Mm -hmm. Um, Amanda Waller. Do either of you want to take that one? Oh, I thought well, we, we kind of covered Amanda Waller. Yeah, we did. Bit. We did. Um, yeah, we. Yeah, I, guess. I mean, she's she's playing. She's played by uh, Viola Davis. Yeah, we could talk about that. Uh, Viola Davis has taken the role of Amanda Waller for the movie. Uh, previously, CCH Pounders loved the voice. Angela Bassett played her in the live-action Green Lantern movie. Pam Greer played her in Smallville. Uh, Cynthia Adai Robinson played played her on Arrow, and now, now we get uh, Viola Davis. Viola Davis, who I think is going to kill it. I think she's going to. Oh great. yeah, yeah, yeah. You might know Viola Davis from that little show called How to Get Away with Murder that's so popular. I've never so, seen it's it. Actually, actually, my least favorite thing she's ever been in. I've never I seen it. I don't like <laughs> having murder. I, I've never seen it. It doesn't sound like something I would want to watch. Um, but, I mean, it gets a lot, of, a lot of people talk about it, so. I mean, she's good in it. Yeah. You know, I, I like her from, um, 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 oh, shit, what was that first thing I saw her in? Um, Traffic. The Help. The, that's the first thing I remember seeing her in was The Help. Oh, okay. You guys remember that one with, uh. uh vaguely, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she was great in that one. What did I, the first thing I remember her seeing her, um, I was just talking about the other day. Oh, that, uh, Shia LaBeouf movie, uh, Disturbia. She's a cop. Oh, was okay. she? Yeah, okay. she's briefly in it, but I remember, I, I remember the face. I'm like, oh yeah, she's, not like I saw that movie a hundred times. It's like only my favorite movie. <laughs> totally. It's got Shia LaBeouf, the greatest actor in the world. <laughs> just Shia it. LaBeouf is a good actor. Yeah. Yeah, I mean he's crazy in real life, but he is a good actor. Yeah, I liked him in a movie. Crazy was, uh, or just crazy artistic? No, he's crazy. He's pretty pretty lunatic. Yeah, she was also in um, Ender's Game, which I just rewatched a couple of weeks ago. I didn't see it because I didn't want it to. I don't know. I just didn't. I didn't want it to, to disappoint me. Well, I never read the book. I, I don't oh, have. A, okay. I don't have any connection to the book, but I the the. Um, Cast was great. Sure. Yeah, the cast did look good. That's true. Ben Kingsley, Abigail Breslin, the Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford, and then uh, how come I can't remember the name of the kid? Uh, I will look it up for you. It's uh, uh, Asa, Asa, Butterfield. Asa Butterfield, yeah. 
Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's great. He's great in that too. He was wasn't he supposed to be Spider Man at one point? Like he was. In I a, think at one point his he name was, was in the running for Oz. Yeah. yeah, he was in the running for Spider Man. All right, he just missed it. Sorry, right, buddy. Oh well. All right, moving on from Amanda Waller, we have Digger Harkness or yeah, yeah, Boomerang. At least he's not going to be Captain Boomerang. He's Boomerang. Ah. I hope there's a reference to to calling him Captain Boomerang. I see him, I, yeah, I see him as being like the Deadpool of this movie, where he's just going to be hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he, well, he's he's kind of always been that in the Suicide Squad. Yeah. Um, he's just he's just a nightmare to work with. Mm-hmm. He's a horrible human being. It yeah. makes him so entertaining. He just doesn't give a shit about anything. Yeah, yeah. I remember the first time I really read anything with him was Identity Crisis. And oh yeah, you read it and you're like, man, I don't just hearing about this dude. I don't like him, and then he ends up dying in it. So, uh, but his son takes over. Yeah, that that was after his prime. I mean, he really let himself go. He was all fat and stuff in that book. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, but it, he he was linked to some just some heinous stuff in the past. Oh uh, yeah, it was part of the storyline. Yeah. yeah, so it was it was brutal. I just remember not well, not caring he that he got killed. He killed Jim uh, Tim Drake's dad. That's it. Yep, was the big thing. Yeah, uh, but he's always done really terrible things. Like he's he's the asshole who will leave the Suicide Squad when things get real rough. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if that clip in the in the trailer where you see him cracking open a beer and taking a sip and like looking like he's walking away. I feel like that might be him trying to abandon the team in some way, or just ducking out of a fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, I can, totally. I, that's the feeling I get um, for sure. I mean, that's one thing that we've pointed out, Matt and I, when we've done our trailer parking episodes where we break down Suicide Squads, is how impressed we are with Jai Courtney when we have not ever been impressed with Jai Courtney. Yeah, and, and right. he looks so good. <laughs> like, I'm like, so if good. there's a wink link in this movie, it's Jai Courtney, you know? Yeah, and, then, yeah. and then you see it's a trailer, and you're, you, see, you see the trailer, like, I want more Jai Courtney. <laughs> like, I want to see more Boomerang. Yeah, this Absolutely. is going to be perfect. It's definitely going to be his role. Yeah, yeah, I'm. I'm really like that's the character I'm most excited to see because I've I've always liked uh, Boomerang, especially. I mean, he started out as a Flash villain. I was gonna say, is that because he's a Flash mm-hmm. rogue? Or... <laughs> yeah, yeah, but now he's certainly he certainly feels more Suicide Squad than he does um, mm-hmm. Rogue. Yeah, um, so that's his element. Yeah, he was created in 1960 in Flash number 117 by John Broom and Carmine Infantino. Uh, his alter ego, or his real name is George Digger Harkness. Yeah, he uses a wide range of gimmicked boomerangs. Mm-hmm. And then, <laughs> That's the thing I can't wait to see. What an, you know, <laughs> when have you ever seen that? We've seen bows and arrows and guns and all kinds swords. of stuff, but swords and boomerangs is just like, yeah, give me more of that. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. He's going to, I hope he has trick ones, but not like, uh, like crazy trick ones. Like I don't want him to have some giant one, like a boxing you know? glove boomerang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be dumb. But like you know, razor ones, ones that explode. Um, I'd even be cool with ones that like hit people Flat and, and glues them. You know, and then glues them to the wall or something. I I enjoyed the arrow version of Digger Harkness, played by the dude from uh, Spartacus. Yeah, uh, he was cool. And then, pretty good. And then of course he gets nicknamed by Cisco Ramon. Um, cause he's in the crossover. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That was, a, that was a cool episode. I really like that. Uh, yeah. I, I thought it was cool. Um, well, he's got a, he's got a son. 
Um, uh, I just had his name. Uh, Owen. Owen. Owen Mercer. Yeah. Created yep. by the great Brad Meltzer. Uh, a great, great writer. Uh, he did the Identity Crisis, and that's where the character was created. That mm-hmm. uh, that that boomerang had uh, a little bit of super speed in him, too. He was like um, a distant cousin of uh, Bart Allen. Yeah, he had, like, speed bursts, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He'd throw a boomerang and then run over and catch it, but he couldn't, like, maintain speed like the Flashes could. Mm-hmm. And he had like he had like a jacket made of boomerangs, if I remember right. Well, he had a jacket with boomerangs like laced in. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. Like all over the thing. Yeah, he wore the he wore the little scarf and he had the cool goatee. I mean, he was a cool guy. Kind of like the the vest that the dude in Arrow wore. Uh, yeah, with the arrow. Yeah, 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 yeah. That looked more like the kid than it did mm-hmm. old old man, Papa. Um. He's never in Smallville, but in, the, in one episode, Chloe receives a text message from Oliver about a maniac with boomerangs. So he's referenced. There's a little Easter egg for you. Cool. Uh, for all you boomerang fans. Um, in the movie, he's got some weird fetish with a unicorn. Yeah, that's... Mm-hmm. I again, mean... Again, that's playing into the comedy part of it. Yeah. That's just him being weird. Yeah. Um... All right, so the big rumor or the big thing that set the internet ablaze from the Justice League and Suicide Squad uh, footage that they saw at San Diego Comic Con was uh, the Flash's lightning is blue. Uh, <laughs> yeah, people are upset. People are angry. Flash's yeah, lightning is blue, dumb. and it's got a it's got a real specific look to it. If you slow down the footage and you see him in in the room with Bruce Wayne, you could totally tell it's got a good look to it. And if you go look at the Suicide Squad footage, there is a scene with Captain Boomerang, I mean Boomerang, in which he is standing there surrounded by blue lightning that looks very similar to that same lightning. So people are wondering, is Batman the only Justice Leaguer in Suicide Squad? Or is The Flash going to make an appearance and perhaps capture a wayward Captain Boomerang as he's running away from the team? That's what got people upset? Not, Not upset, but talking. Oh, I thought you said upset. I didn't mean to. I'm sorry. It's got them uh, ablaze with their their keyboards and talking about it. I mean, it makes sense. But at the same... How, if they're doing flashbacks as to how each member got caught, then Captain Boomerang probably did get, you know, probably was stopped by Flash. It could be that, yeah. or it could be the main villain, because there's lots of things coming from this guy when they're fighting the main villain in the Suicide Squad trailer. Yeah. Also true. So... Yeah. It's fun to speculate because a Flash appearance in Suicide Squad that we didn't know about would be pretty fun. Especially if it's just him catching Captain Boomerang. Then that's it. I mean, yeah, sure. Absolutely. Part of the the story. Yeah, I don't think it's in it either, but it would still be. I don't either. I I don't think it needs to be either. Why is Flash's lightning blue? Right. Ah, bite. I'm trying to so hard to bite my tongue. Awful armor garbage. Well, right. <laughs> th- that I can tolerate because I feel like he built it himself and he like had to string it together. Like he doesn't have an official costume. It's just some bullcrap that he that he, you know, strung up so that he would feel safe or de- cover his identity or whatever. That I can I can wait and see if he gets a better suit down the line. But the blue lightning is is dumb. That's really dumb. He doesn't have blue lightning. Flash has never had blue lightning. No. And and it's scorching stuff too. Like if you watch the trailer, like it hits the wall and it leaves it scorched. Future like Flash how- and then Fifty Two had blue lightning. Who? Future Barry. Oh, Future Barry. Yeah. 
when he comes but, but back. But that's not a main. But that's not main. I'm talking no, about the mainstream Flash. I mean, other Flashes have had blue lightning. Wally's got white lightning now, but he's got the white accents or the silver accents on his outfit and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Flash has always been yellow. Um, yellow lightning, right? It doesn't make any sense. I feel like it's because they want it to fit in with their kind of bluish aesthetic. Like Man of Steel and BVS all kind of had that little blue tinge to it. I feel like maybe that's why they're doing it. Or they're just really, really dumb. Maybe it's, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, yeah, Zack Snyder. Maybe it's Zack Snyder. I don't know. Uh, that, well, you, that, that was my biggest gripe after watching after watching that trailer. Was, big big ah, why is, Big thing we want to do is say congratulations to Jeff Johns, who is now in charge of DC Entertainment. All it was, of it. That just came out like today. I thought he already was. That's the DC film side. He was the creative director, right. for the film side. Mm-hmm. That was some other dude. Uh, does anybody remember what that other guy's name is? <laughs> John Berg. Is that it? That yeah, sounds right. Him, it was him and John Berg. That sounds right. Yeah. Um, I hope he's the right man for the job. Yeah, right. I really do. I feel like it's a little early to declare him president of anything, uh, aside from comics. You know what I mean? He hasn't really proven himself in the, on the movie side yet. Yeah. Uh, oh, he's the new president of DC entertainment as of today, Mm -hmm. which I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I, I, I can't complain. He's done a lot of great things. In the uh, comics. Right. Again, that's a different medium. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, yeah, that... But still, for what he's done so far, especially with, like, you know, his finger in the Flash TV show, at least, he's done good yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. He's done good mm-hmm. things. So I think I think we're in good hands. But again, congratulations to Jeff Johns on such a high post. I can say that the first movie that he's directly involved in, the Justice League one, I, I've been such a hater of. And then this trailer came out. And I'm... And I'm totally pulling back like i've got more hope than i did Warm, before warming up i'm i'm glad you do yeah i was very meh on that were you yeah i didn't like the music choice i didn't like how desperate it seemed to go guys look we can be fun i promise this one will have jokes in it look over here i'm mr Meeseeks. look at me i don't know i <laughs> <laughs> you think they overdid it it's oh, like yeah. it's like two minutes I, of footage of a probably a three hour movie. I mean, I still have hope for the movie. I do, I do. But th- based on this footage alone, this two minutes, which is all we have right now, I'm like, boy, this seems desperate. Yeah. Well, but you know that they are, right? I mean, right. They are I know they are, but I, people on board. I just feel like it wasn't their first foot for. I mean, it's got Batman cracking jokes in the Batcave with Diana, and it's he, got he, he did one thing. It was one joke. Uh, yeah, oh, and then and at the was, end, oh, Arthur Curry, I hear you talk to fish, smirk. Seemed like a Batman line. It's it's a it's it's a it's a throwaway. It's a Batman yeah, line. They, my only problem with that is that they didn't then end the trailer with Aquaman. A doing shark really eating freaking amazing. A shark eating one of the Robins. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, I get I you. Did, Aquaman definitely went out a punk bitch in that trailer, <laughs> but he started off pretty strong uh, in the trailer. Well, he lifted Batman up. That's not really like a super huge feat. No, I mean not strong like that, but strong as in imposing. Uh, you know, drinking drinking the whiskey or whatever he was drinking, throwing the glass down, and just being all around just just kind of a kind of a, a badass. Like just being like a litter bug. Yeah, and I right. didn't like the, uh, yeah destroying the I, earth. No, I liked the Aquaman stuff. I obviously love Wonder Woman. Uh, the cyborg like 
two seconds was cool. I didn't like the flash part of it, like at all. I was like, no. And <laughs> all right, we're off topic. Um, yeah. Back to Suicide Squad. We got a couple characters to go, and then we can talk about what we're expecting from the movie as a whole. Uh, El Diablo is a character played by Jay Hernandez. We really don't need to go too much into him because I, I don't think he's going to be a key figure, but he's going to be important, I think, at some point. Uh, he, he uh, Hernandez has said that the character in the movie doesn't want to be in the fight at all, while the rest of the mm-hmm. squad members are there and happy to kill people. He just doesn't. It kind of seems. It kind of seems like he's the most like non-villainous of mm-hmm. the of the villains. Like even, I feel like even more than uh, than Deadshot a little bit. Like I, he seems I, I almost very feel like, reluctant. Yeah, well, it seems like this is a guy who did something wrong once, maybe, yeah. but he's locked up because he's a metahuman, and now he just maybe wants solace, right? Something what I, like that. What I've read is he's he's given up the fire conjuring powers, um, kind of as penance for things he's done to people he's loved um, mm-hmm. in the movie, and you know he's a former gang member, so uh, hmm. he's probably done some bad things, and it probably backfired, pun intended. Heyo. Uh, so that's El Diablo. He can summon flames at his will. Um, and, and Boomerang has some fun with that in the trailer. Uh, we also have Killer Croc, a.k.a. Waylon Jones, who's got a skin condition that causes him to develop reptilian features. Basically, he's a cannibal and he's angry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's a major Batman villain. You guys, if you watch the cartoon, if you play the games, you know who Killer Croc is. That's kind of why I feel like they should have gone with King Shark. Oh, and then we couldn't get him on the Flash as cool as we got him. Well, it depends on what like version of King wait, Shark. Why do you think they should have gone with King Shark instead? Well, they already have Joker, Deadshot, oh, Batman villains from Batman oh. world, and Batman's in it. Yeah, like well, I, I, he does have the best everything in the DC universe. <laughs> oh boy. You're going to start a fight. You're going to start a fight. I'll certainly give you that his villain, he probably has the best range of rogues in his rogues gallery. Yeah. Um, but, but that's why I wanted more squad. Like it feels more, it feels more of a, more like a Batman movie mm-hmm. to me because they, because they threw so many Batman characters in it. Like I wish that they had done like either black spider or um, Bronze Tiger, uh, but especially King Shark. I feel like King Shark would have been a great addition. Um, yeah. Croc just seems like... Now, Black now Spider would be a hard one. Like, they'd really have to change that character quite a bit. I feel like... Uh, yeah, may- maybe. I don't, know. The, I don't know. All the Black Spider I can think of, he's very Spider-Man-like. Oh. That's all. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm a little bummed because I, I like the killer croc that's like super big, you know, that would have to be CG in a movie. Oh, you like um, the exact opposite killer croc. I love the killer croc they're going with here. Love it. Yeah. I I like I like those types of characters. And so I like that that to me is a, a very imposing villain for Batman to have to fight. Someone like that killer croc from the movie that we've seen so far. Like I don't, if I saw Batman facing him down, I'd be like, Batman has this hands down. Duh. You know, I want, I wanted to see him fight those characters like Bane and like uh, killer croc that are like giant physical imposing forces. But King shark definitely for me is like when they announced killer croc, I thought, ah, well that's their version of King shark. Then that's a bummer. Mm-hmm. 
right, uh, moving on. The last main character of the squad itself is... Uh, let me just double-check them. Oh, no, there's also Slipknot. But we're not going to... Dude, he can do stuff with ropes. He's Slipknot. got rope tricks! <laughs> played, played by Adam Beach. Um, no, but Enchantress, a.k.a. June Moon, played by Cara Delevingne. Uh, I, I didn't know what to think of this character until I saw the last trailer or the, some TV clips of when she transforms into Enchantress, and I thought that that effect was pretty freaking awesome. Yeah. Where she just yeah. r- turns her hand over, and then the hand becomes, like, just that subtle thing, that's it! And I was like, that's that's fantastic. Yeah, that was really freaking cool. Um, she's a powerful sorceress that kind of... Uh, possesses June Moon, who's an archaeologist. So basically, there's your origin story. That's how she finds her. She's digging around for things. Mm. Becomes becomes Enchantress, and she it looks like she can, at will, do it, and it doesn't have to be just Enchantress. Like, June Moon can say, alright, go for it. Type of thing. Interesting. Based on the trailer. Um, I don't want to give anything away. Uh, but what for what it looks like in this in the trailer, she's not fighting alongside the Suicide Squad. Um, no, it think, definitely does think, not look. I like think it. you can sum that up. I don't know That's if what, she's yeah. if she's like an early target of the Suicide Squad. They capture her because she. It looks like she's in the room with Waller, um, willingly, like not there to do harm. Um, when she transforms, because she's like being told to transform by Waller, uh, to kind of like show what she can do. So I think, and again, this is not, I don't know, I haven't seen it. My guess is maybe this is Waller showing the government that this team works and this is the first person they captured. That's my theory. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I don't Crickets. I don't know. I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, the comic book character of Enchantress was created back in Strange Adventures 1966 and the cover of it would say, you know, introducing the Enchantress or the Switcheroo Witcheroo. Oh! <laughs> Clever stuff back in the 60s. That's good right there. Good, good. Good writing. Um, yeah. So uh, she's going to be a powerful villain, or she could be a powerful villain. She's got the magic stuff going for her. But we don't know the extent of her character in this movie. I think she's in it for the whole thing, in my opinion. Um and I think she's got a link to the major bad of the movie, which we don't know what it is yet, or do we? Uh, I just just know that the one theory about it being the Joker being like possessed or something into a big plat man is is wrong. Sorry, guys. Yeah, there's yeah, no way. Definitely no. Feel like that's also right. shot down by I want to say David Ayer. Um, somebody involved yes. with the movies is that the Joker is not a Robin. Well, Ooh, that was yeah, a dumb no. idea to begin with. Like, yeah, I don't know who came up with that idea, but I, I bet uh, you know what I think. It, whoever did it is sitting in their chair laughing, going, "Oh my god, I can't believe people actually think this could happen." <laughs> they ran with it. I like, just yes! I threw it out as a joke, and people are going with it because it is like the yeah. stupidest idea I've ever heard from like uh, the the dumbest fan theory ever. Yeah. Yep. Yep, it ruins a lot of things if you do it that way, and mm-hmm. it's better off that they didn't, and I'm glad that they didn't. Other characters that are set to be in this movie are uh, Johnny Frost, one of Joker's henchmen, and Monster T, played by Common, who looks a lot like the Tattooed Man. Probably going to be the Tattooed Man, right? But mm-hmm. right now, yeah, right now he's being caught, called, quote-unquote, Monster T. I hope he's the Tattooed Man. I also hope Scott Eastwood's playing Dick Grayson. I just can't get over it. I want it. That's not going to happen. Either. Shut your mouth. 
<laughs> like talk, talking about fan theories, huh? Yeah, right. That's just. I feel like that's just wishful thinking because his character hasn't been confirmed. Yeah, right. It's wishful thinking because I, I thought it had. Would uh, Scott Eastwood? Yeah. No, they've never said who he's playing. Hmm. Could have sworn they had. I hope he's undercover for Batman. That's just what I what I'm hoping for. But I doubt it, since he's scheduled to now be in the Fast and Furious franchise. I doubt it as well, buddy. Makes me sad, but hopefully one day we get a good Dick Grayson to, to uh, to to, to be in a movie. You're what? just really hoping me, for a good Dick, huh? Uh, that's enough out of you. Um, gonna just ignore that that happened just now. What? Yeah. Holy what? rusted metal, Batman. Yeah, that's what? not that's not the Dick Grayson metal. that we deserve. Holy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, this movie's not even out yet, and there's gonna be a sequel. Of course there is. You guys know that already? Yeah. Uh, Shot in 2017, they're saying. Good. Oh, yeah, they're planning for it to be soon. And David Ayer expressed interest in making it an R-rated sequel. But who knows? I don't know, man. How do you go from a PG-13 to an R? Just make it R to begin with if that's your... If that's your yeah. plan. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. It's one of those things to me where I'm like, you don't need to be R. Like, what are you going to get out of R? Some extra blood and maybe some tits and <laughs> All right. maybe the word fuck more than one time. Like, big deal. Yeah. Not, um, not really a big deal. May of 2016, it was announced that Harley Quinn would be starring in another film currently in development set within the DCEU and that Rob- Robbie would reprise the role, of course. In a cast mm-hmm. that is said to feature several DC Comics fe- female characters. Uh, female so. characters, he said? Yep. Yes. Yeah, they're talking yep. about, like, okay. uh, what, what was it again? Uh, like, Batgirl. Oh, shoot. I forgot. So Almost like a Birds be, of Prey type. Could be a Birds of Prey movie. City yeah. Sirens or yeah, whatever. Something yeah, something to, to that extent, yeah. Uh, this movie, Suicide Squad, has already been nominated for awards. Uh, several, really? several Teen Choice Awards. <laughs> Uh, for the choice anticipated movie, uh, the, wow. the choice movie actor anticipated Will Smith and Scott Eastwood. Interesting. Scott Eastwood? What? Yeah, I don't know. And the choice movie actress anticipated uh, award to Margot Robbie or Cara Delevingne. Um, who One else, or the other. Who else is nominated <laughs> for these movies? <laughs> like, Will Smith and Scott Eastwood are both up for the same movie in the same category, and so are Margot Robbie and Cara Delevingne, and we don't even know who Scott Eastwood is playing. Like, what is happening? How do you... Anyway, uh, it's projected already to gross 100 to $135 million in its opening weekend. Tickets are on sale now already, so they should have a pretty good idea of what it's making. I, say, I think yeah. that projection is going up. Wouldn't surprise me. Um, running time, I don't think anybody cares. It's set to run 130 minutes, so considerably less than BVS. Uh, is it? It's 20 well, minutes less. BVS, BVS, well, I'm sorry, the Ultimate Edition. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah way less than the Ultimate Three edition. hours. Uh, Gosh, I still I hope it's not too it. long. Yeah. But movies are getting longer and longer these days, and sometimes that's great. And sometimes it's totally not great. And I really hope this benefits from having a longer running time. Yeah. Well, I hope they get to do everything they want to do without trying to fit everything in that doesn't need to be in BBS. 
<laughs> take, that, take that. Take that, Zack Snyder, yet again. <laughs> right. Too good, uh, too long. Stay down. <laughs> and it's, it's set to be released in the these United States on August 5th. I'm sorry, international. I don't know the release dates internationally. I should Coming have out on August 4th at 7 o'clock at the movie wow. theater I go to. Yes, you can go on. Typically when they say August 5th, that's the Friday release. And usually almost everything is out the Thursday right before that. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, in fact, I have my tickets, I think, for 6.30 to see them on oh, August nice. 4th. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. Um, all right, so I think we kind of already know where each other stands, but for those that don't listen regularly to any of our podcasts, um, where is your expectation level? Now that we're so close, we are so close to seeing this movie, um, and we've seen footage from Wonder Woman now, we know what a movie outside of Zack Snyder's uh, creative finger uh, can go, um, trailer-wise at least. We've also seen the trailer for Justice League, so we know back where it can go with Zack Snyder involved. This movie seems to have had no Zack Snyder touching it whatsoever that we know of, either by writing or directing. David Ayer did both. Um, so where is where where is your anticipation level, Matt? Oh man, I can't wait! Like I was trying to find if there were any. Of course, I live in Podunk, so it didn't happen. But <laughs> I was trying to see if there were any, like even like early press screenings, because I know some of the press get to see it like this weekend. And I'm like, if I can go even a few days earlier, I'm gonna go. I think so, August first is the actual premiere date. Uh, yeah, in New York City. Yeah. Uh, all right, so you're stoked. You can't wait. Yep, can't wait. Now I know I know Johnny's hesitant because he wants it to be he wants it to be good. Um, what, where are you, where are you at now? Now that we're so close, my my anticipation has risen a little bit. Um, I, I'm I enjoyed about half the clips that they released, um, so that's good. I mean, my expectations are so low that all it can be is good. You know what I mean? It can <laughs> sure. either it can either meet my expectations and be a really terrible movie. Or it will probably exceed them. It'd be a, be a good movie or a great movie. So, I don't know. I mean, if I had to... I don't know. I just really hope it's good. I'm so tired of being burned by DC. What, what do you mean? When were you burned last by them? Uh, BVS, Man well, of Steel. Why don't you name... Oh, don't, no, you, Man of can you Steel name is three a times great that you, movie. Can you name three times you've been burned by, by them? You've got yeah. two. Yeah, Man of Steel, BVS, and BVS Ultimate Cut. Oh, I was, gonna, I was waiting for Green Lantern, but okay, that works too, I guess. Well, that that's a separate thing, right? I'm not going to knock them for that, because that's a separate universe. Well, it's still, it was actually supposed to be part of it. Well, it was, it was, and, and it's mm-hmm. good for them to ditch it. I feel like they, well, I guess, I, I don't want to say too much about Man of Steel, because I know how much Matt loves it. Man of Steel <laughs> is a great movie. But um, I certainly did not enjoy it, or at least I did not enjoy that that interpretation of Superman in that world. So um, I definitely feel burned by DC and I really hope this is good. I mean, the the justice league trailer got me hyped for justice league, which I did not think could happen. Like when I was talking to Randy about it, I said like, I don't understand why I don't hate this. I should hate this, but it, but I just don't, I, I, this, this fixed the hype for me. So, Hopefully, like Suicide Squad does well. Hate it? Like, that's, a, but based, that's an odd statement. Because of how much I have not liked what I've heard about this movie or the universe okay. that's been set gotcha. up so far. You that's know what I thing. mean? Like, like, I can't. Like, everyone's like, oh, I'm just waiting for the next one to be bad. And for me, it's like they're so director based, like, in allowing to. Like, I can't. I can't think of the next movie as being connected or base my 
feelings about the next movie on the last movie. Like, I just, I can't manage, I can't do that because it's like, unlike where Marvel is at, where they have directors, but Kevin Feige is in charge over at DC, the directors really do seem to be in charge over at DC and Warner Brothers. So I'm like, I can't fault the next movies because the last movie turned out bad. Like, I just can't do that, so. Okay. Yeah, I'm pumped for all the next ones. I, uh, it's the next two I am, and we'll see where it goes from there. Uh, I am, I, I couldn't be more excited for, for Suicide Squad. In fact, I was looking at, there is a, a screener, uh, Monday next week in Chicago, and I'm like, oh, do I want to drive to Chicago just to see his movie? Even though I've already got tickets to see it on Thursday. And I'm like, well, it takes this long to get to the theater and I could do it. No, I'm not going to do it because it's still first come. It's still first come, first serve. And I'm not guaranteed to get it if I drive the 90 minutes it takes to get down there. And what if you hate it? Yeah, that's true too. What if? And it's a big what if because I'm pretty confident this movie will be okay at the very least. Worth worth seeing, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, what if? What if it's not good? I mean, so many people went into BVS thinking this is going to be great. And walked away disappointed. So, as far as I'm concerned, DC hasn't earned that. Yeah, DC movie, sweet, fine. You know, I'm so excited. I can't wait to see this this minute. I've never been let down by DC before. You know, Marvel's really the only one that has kind of earned that kind of uh, recognition. Trust. I guess, yeah, the trust. They definitely earned the trust of the fans. And DC has not. They're like like 50% of the fans are, are, are super stoked. Yeah. For the DC extended universe, so I mean, I guess I don't know. People That's, are at fair. least stoked for Suicide Squad. It's tracking really big. Yeah, so. yeah. Yes, the buzz, yeah. On, the buzz on the indicator. The indicator it, being the internet. It feels very different than the movies that have come before. If if you want to know how good this movie's tracking, head over to moviepoopshoot.com. Nobody, and that'll, shoot, that'll no tell us. Nobody's getting that reference. I did. <laughs> okay, That's why I went <laughs> poop shoot. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Fictional characters. Um, all right. I think that... <laughs> that about sums up our, our Kevin Smith talk. I mean, our Suicide Squad talk. Hmm. Uh, if we missed anything... or I'm sorry, was there anything else you guys wanted to discuss? No, no. Mm-hmm. I really hope the Joker performance is good. Okay. That's it. That's, that's the last yeah. thing I want to say, I guess, before the movie comes out. I I, I don't like his look. I really yeah. hope the performance. He's got to overcome that good uh, bizarre look. Yeah. Yeah, which is a bummer. I mean, like, why even set that up in the first place? You, you've me, already had a challenge with the with these movies so far. For me, right now, the the hype he's got to overcome is that from the cast. Like the cast has said how well he's done with this role. And just mm-hmm. becoming this character, and you know, we hear about it in the press daily now, and it's like, okay, is it overhyped? Like, am I going to go into it like they were impressed by this, or am I going to go into it like, oh, they nailed it? They're right. He's an amazing Joker, um, and I can't wait to see more of it. You know, type of thing. I have faith in Jared Leto. I'm a Jared Leto fan. I know Johnny's a Jared Leto fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, as an actor, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a fan of his music as well. So. I I have faith in his portrayal, but again, that's not up to him solely. It's also up to the director and the studio and all that stuff. So we'll see. Um, yeah, 
I, Joker's probably the least of my concerns. It's the story. I'm so worried about the story being not joint disjointed and all over the place like BVS was, and that it actually mm-hmm. makes sense and that these characters different f- writer though. Right. So. Nope. You're right. You're right. I, I just hope that, and I think it has been, but I hope the care of these characters was taken seriously as as it is like on the Flash or Arrow or most mm-hmm. most seasons of Arrow. Um, <laughs> but especially the way these characters are respected on on like Flash and. Uh, taken taken seriously and stuff. So I hope that, and I believe David Ayer has done that. I remember when he was hired, he started doing his research right away, and they, they had like because they, he tweeted out a stack of Suicide Squad books. So mm-hmm. I think he knows what he's doing, and I, I you know, I've liked his work before. So um, I'm still. Well, and here's the here's the good thing, at least with Suicide Squad, is they're except for diehard comic book fans. It's like Guardians. They're really a group of unknown characters. Like, people don't mm-hmm. know Boomerang. People don't know Katana. People don't know El Diablo. People don't know Killer Croc. Like, they could take these and reinterpret them in a really good way, kind of like you said, kind of like Guardians, and it could turn out great. And the only people that will be pissed off are the comic book fans that don't like anything to change ever, despite the fact that comics have been changing for 75 years. Maybe not, yeah, not all the comic book fans, but the comic book fans that go on the internet and complain about people ruining their childhood. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, that's ridiculous. Those are the ones that we, that, but, yeah. But there's certainly a standard set with characters in the comics that people, you know, learn to adhere to, you know, certain characteristics of of people. Like, I mean, I'll, the, the Flash villains, the rogues, they're not they're not evil, hell bent on destroying the entire world. Villains. They're like blue collar criminals. Right. Um, so, and and that is a that's a characteristic set in the characters that now moving forward should be followed, just like Batman with no guns and Batman not killing. Right. So, I mean, if I can kind what? of what what <laughs> yeah, just in case you guys didn't know, after BVS, Batman doesn't prefer to kill. Um, or but like, even hold done a gun in like. All but two movies. True, yeah. not to the yeah. extent I think of well, BBS. <laughs> but that, but that's a that's a cop out then for Zack Snyder, and he said that too. He's like, oh, I saw the supercut where Batman killed a bunch of people in these movies. Yeah, well, no, I mean he kills guys. It's fast rule that Batman doesn't do that. I so. know, but uh, yeah, I've got. I mean, I don't like it, and I've no, I didn't like it in either of Tim Burton's Batman movies, and I didn't like it in the Nolan movies. But it's something I've kind of learned to look past a little bit. I could look past it in Nolan movies because the Nolan movies were done extremely well yeah it was yeah. it was hard for me to get upset to get upset by it unless he had been like shooting them with a gun which oh wait happened in bvs i mean it wasn't anything like shoving a bomb down a guy's pants <laughs> right. and well, smiling he was, and shoving he was him into the gutter. <laughs> granted granted he was he was a carny he had it coming yeah he was a carny he had it coming so, so I mean, if, if i can just i, I want to real quick say something about Matt, you, you you bring up the point of well, it's a different director and you, a different writer and, hang on. and such. I have to I have to pause you for a second. Are you jumping on the Atomic Kingdom uh, soapbox? Sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I guess I don't know what that means, but yes, I am. <laughs> Are you taking a hard stance on something? I'm gonna. Well, I don't know. You, you tell me. <laughs> I, I right. didn't. Right. I didn't finish saying what I've said. Go ahead. Um, so I I get what you're saying, Matt, about how oh it's a different director and it's different writer, so we can expect different things. I think the problem DC ran into with Zack Snyder was that they let him do whatever he wanted, and they and they were just mm-hmm. okay with it. And that that's why Marvel 
at this point is is infinitely more successful than DC has been because they have one head that says, okay, no, this is okay, that's not okay. You can have this happen, and then we'll tweak our universe in the future with such and such. If you give the directors, when you have a franchise like this, if you give each and every director too much freedom to do whatever they want, then they're going to make changes, or they could potentially make changes that people are happy with, just like what's Yeah, I know. I I get what you're saying, but, like, I guess I just have a different... I'm hit and miss with Marvel because Marvel feels so plug and chug to me. It feels much less artistic, much less creative, much less like one person's vision. And so I don't mind that WB is like go and play and you have this box that you can't go outside of, but inside of it, do whatever you want. Well, I'm saying look at it statistically. Like I get that's how you feel. But that is quite obviously not how the majority of the movie-going audience feels because Marvel is such this – Marvel is on a pedestal right now. Whether whether people think they deserve to be or not, the movie-going audience sees Marvel in this golden, glorious light that can do no wrong. And they've earned that because they've gained the trust of the audience. Where DC, because they have said, do whatever you want to do, Zack Snyder, we'll support you, has kind of botched the DC universe to the point where they're – they're struggling to try to put it all back together and promoting Jeff Johns and promoting John Berg. So like, I guess well, from your perspective, my, my, you're okay with it, but the general Jeff audience doesn't, doesn't know Jeff that. Johns and John Berg. Like he, that doesn't matter to them like at all. They don't even know Kevin Feige's name. That doesn't matter to them at all. So they can push John Byrne and, and Jeff Johns all they want. And it's not going to further their cause. What's going to further their cause is just putting out good movies. But and they intend to do that by promoting John Berg and Jeff Johns as kind of the overseers of the future of the universe. Like that's their job now is to guide the universe. They are essentially as a team, they're the Kevin Feige for DC now. And that is my biggest fear for DC is that they're going to become another plug and chug movie company. Like, and that's a little bit of what I saw with Justice League. I'm like, this seems much more Marvel than. Right, but the the majority of the people who saw it are way more super stoked about it now. So, like, I I, I mean, I totally get that that's how you feel. And and I, in a way, feel a little bit like that about Marvel. But I can't deny the fact that Marvel is this gigantic brand that has earned the kind of pedestal that it's on, in a way. I mean, I guess then you've got to think about what you want for the future of the franchise, then. Do you want it to be good, or do you want it to be like Marvel? (laughs) Why why can't you have both? Marvel's not good? I think you're gonna have both. Good. Whether I mean uh, whether you think the whether you think it's plug and chug or not, Marvel puts out quality stuff. Not just not just um, uh, critically, right? But like financially, they do really well. Their movies do really well, both with critics and and with fans, and they make a lot of money. Where DC has struggled in one area or the other. Not making money, so, but yes. so do I want them to be good? Yes. Do I want them to to be successful? Yes. But if they continued that route of the Zack Snyder thing where they just let the director... Yeah, but you're, you're, you're just comparing everything to Zack Snyder. Like, every director is going to so be like Zack so Snyder. I'm, right, I'm, but, I'm, I mean, I'm you've got to look at it like so there are so many other directors now. Like, I mean, David Ayer does not make Zack Snyder movies, and Patty Jenkins does not make Zack Snyder movies, and uh, Fado Wima, or however you pronounce it, does not make Zack Snyder movies. So saying that you're just going to, like, base everything on Zack Snyder is 
really, really oh, no. narrow-minded. Like, no, no, I'm not basing everything on Zack Snyder. I'm saying WB just totally gave the reins over to a director and said, do whatever you want. And they did that with David Ayer, and I really hope it pays off. But all we have to go on right now um, with the release of their movies are, are the two movies, uh, and specifically BVS, that, that just did not do as well as they wanted it to do. And, and to the point where I know I, I, I'm just saying that basing, basing your expectations of a franchise on one movie made by one specific creative vision is very, very short sighted and very, very pessimistic and very, very narrow minded. Hmm. Well, I've got a lot of responses to that, but I feel like that might open up a whole can of worms. So we'll just not do that today. <laughs> we'll save that for post-Suicide Squad banter. That sounds great. And we'll a- agree that we you, you disagree, and we're all still friends. Exactly. Yes. Oh, or not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that's that's our show about Suicide Squad. Hit us up on at Atomic Geekdom on Twitter. Uh, let us know if we missed anything that we should have been talking about, or if you have any other questions for, for the panel here, we'd be happy to try and ask them, or... There's a thing called Google. That could help you, too. There's some good Suicide Squad books to read out there that you can find. Uh, I wish I had some titles offhand, but I don't. I'm sorry. Uh, Johnny. Yes. You host, or you co-host a podcast called Just Two Pals. We certainly do. Where can people find your fine, fine work? Uh, Well, you can find us on the Atomic Geekdom website or iTunes or Google Play, and you can hit us up on Twitter at Just Two Pals. There you go. And I would ask you what you guys talked about this week, but it hasn't happened yet, so I will not ask you. But last... Well, I can tell you what we plan to talk about. Oh, okay. We're gonna, we plan to, since Killing Joke just came out, our plan is to talk about Batman kind of throughout the comics, movies, animated stuff. So it's going to be a whole Batman conversation. Sweet. Sweet. Good deal. Uh, Matt, you, co- you, <laughs> you co-host the Two Broke Geeks show. I sure do. Tell the peoples how they can find it and find you. Uh, we're on Twitter at 2BGPod. We're on Facebook. You can just look for us there. Or it's facebook.com slash 2 Podcast. I think, is the extension. And we're on iTunes and on AtomicGeekdom.com. There you go. And, and yes, it is 2 Broke Geeks Podcast. Ah, I was right. On I haven't the, checked in a long time. On the Facebooks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, and we are on Facebook, Instagram, and the Twitter. Uh, you can find us there, just Atomic Geekdom. Uh, I'm going to plug our other little passion project, Tom and mine, uh, the Ringside Geeks podcast, where we talk about wrestling. Uh, our latest episode was released on Friday last week that we talked about all kinds of good stuff, so go check that out, at Ringside Geeks, and also on the Atomic Geekdom Websites and on iTunes and uh, Google Play as well. So please subscribe. Please let us know what you'd like us to talk about on Atomic Kingdom, and we will definitely do that. Let us know what you thought of Suicide Squad when it comes out. Uh, we'd like to know your opinions, good or bad, if you liked it or not. It's always good to hear. Uh, Jenny is not here. I'm going to give each of you a last word. Um, so you have to say it quickly. I'll say your name, you say it quickly the last word so here we go matt castle johnny frivolous 